getting somebody, an accountant and a bookkeeper, probably, probably not the same person. They may work in the same company to work with you to create management accounts. That is a set of accounts, profit and loss being the most important document that comes out of that, that you can use to guide yourself. Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven and eight figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, part of the amazing FBA podcast family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven-figure exit and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Is your Amazon private label business set to survive the downturn? Most sellers don't know. Surviving a downturn means squeezing out more profits and slashing waste. But many sellers don't know exactly where their business is making or losing money. If that's you, we can help. Our new quick assessment helps you identify your biggest Amazon profit killer and what to do about it. For a quick but powerful diagnosis of your biggest issue, just go to AmazonProfitQuiz.com. That's Amazon Profit quiz.com to get your free instant analysis if you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode just go to amazingfba.com forward slash 427 ladies and gents i'm going to talk about profit and loss today now you may think that is a dry and dust subject that doesn't matter it's just something for the entrepreneurs to give away to the accountants and the bookkeepers. And then you don't need to think about it. You get on with marketing and creating new products and sexy stuff. I'm here to tell you that is rubbish. The best entrepreneurs I know are on top of their numbers. And the ones who aren't on top of their numbers normally get to the end of their year or even many months afterwards when they do their tax return or their accountant does it for them. And they go, why am I not making much money? Well, folks, what you pay attention to is what you get more of. And if you don't pay attention to your profit, you tend to not get much. You're giving it away to Amazon, to your suppliers, to whoever. So if you feel that you're working hard and not much of your money is left at the end of your month, quarter or year, if you don't know where your money's go and you don't really understand how your business actually works as a financial mechanism, then stay tuned. What we want instead is clarity about the numbers understanding the overall business and being able to be guided by the numbers, not just guessing and flying by the seat of your pants, because that doesn't work very well. Sometimes you have this wrong. If you have no profit analytic system, so you don't know what's working, maybe you have a system, but it has inaccurate numbers. So you cannot trust your profit and loss. You don't understand your profit and loss, even if it's there, or if you kind of understand it, but you don't know what to do next with it. It's not actionable. Well, okay, let's work on this for you. Then. So really this comes in to phases. The first phase is how to set up your profit and loss. And we're going to talk about that in this little episode today. And then the next time we're going to talk much more importantly about how you're going to act and what you're going to understand about it, and then how you're going to use that insight to take action. You should be action oriented. The trouble with a lot of business owners is that they're action oriented, but they're not guided by anything concrete. So that actions are a bit random and not necessarily in their best interest. So we're not going to do that. We're going to get some structure then take masterful informed action that has a great chance of improving things. How to set your profit and loss up then, first thing. First of all, let's be super clear, but I'm not an accountant and I don't play one on the internet. Right? If you, you want professional financial advice or tax advice or accounting advice, 
you should employ somebody who's a qualified accountant, CPA in the States, chartered accountant in the UK, whatever it is in your jurisdiction. I'm talking about this not from an accountant's perspective, but from the perspective of an entrepreneur, because I firmly believe from my experience, my client's experience, from the mastermind members, that you cannot run a good business without getting this stuff. So that's where I'm coming from. First thing, be clear about the difference between tax accounting and management accounting. Tax accounting is rightly <laughs> a legally protected, qualified only person business, and so it should be. You should understand the tax, I guess, as much as you can, but that is a business for a tax accountant. Most people think that's all an accountant does. What I'm focusing here on is management accounting. So getting somebody, an accountant and a bookkeeper, probably, probably not the same person, they may work in the same company, to work with you to create management accounts. That is a set of accounts, profit and loss being the most important document that comes out of that, that you can use to guide yourself. Hence, management accounting. You are a financial manager, which is to say you have to be financially informed to manage your business. The second step then is to have a bookkeeper or an accountant. This is really, really important. A lot of people try and DIY their accounts and they kind of mess it up. That is something that I do not recommend beyond a certain stage. Certainly, if you're getting to the point where you're making over six figures a year, it would be surprising, but occasionally I meet it when somebody hasn't got a bookkeeper or an accountant, actually met people with seven-figure businesses who had no accounts. That's super ill-advisable. It's very rare, fortunately. <laughs> Only met one person, actually. He was kind of doing quite well, amazingly, but I think that's only because he happened to be in a market where everything was going in his favor. It's Don't do that. <laughs> so have one. Kind of sounds obvious. Occasionally, people don't have one. Third thing, uh, choose an accountant who gets e-commerce, specifically if they have experience with selling on Amazon, if you or Amazon sellers rather, if that's you, or if they have experience with direct-to-consumer or Shopify sellers, if that's you. That's really helpful because each business model comes with its own nuances. The fourth thing is to choose a bookkeeping system along with your accountant that is fairly universal. So Xero or QuickBooks are the standard ones. If you're using Sage, it's not quite as universally applicable for Amazon or Shopify, but don't pick something obscure because if you have to switch from one accountant or bookkeeper to another, you're going to have real trouble finding somebody and that narrows the field of competence. So you either won't get somebody so good or you'll pay too much. The next thing is really important as well. Simple, but critical. Talk to your accountant or bookkeeper and either choose a bookkeeper or accountant first and then choose the system that they use or the other way around. I suggest the more important component is the accountant and or bookkeeping system. So for example, the bookkeeper or accountant that I use uses QuickBooks, which is why I now use QuickBooks with my e-commerce, well, all of my accounting, in fact. But I used to use Zero, which is fine. As long as you're people get zero, but people have a preference. I mean, people meaning bookkeepers and accountants. So try, you know, make sure that you've got a, a system that, that is unified. Don't have a QuickBooks specialist that's using zero or the fine because they'll, they'll find it difficult. They'll probably make more mistakes. They'll probably charge you more money because they're on a learning curve. Try and pick somebody, keep those unified. Okay. The other thing is, unless your accountant really doesn't like this, I would use software to link Amazon or any other thing to your bookkeeping system. With Amazon, it's simple. You can use A2X to link Amazon to Zero, as the name implies. Zero is spelled with an X as the, the accounting software, X-E-R-O. 
or link my books, which I would suggest if you're in the UK or EU is better because they deal with VAT better. Americans just somehow don't get VAT. That's okay. I'm not criticizing anyone American listening. If you're in the States, I guess A2X will do the job. Again, talk to your accountant. If they don't know about the existence of that software, that could save a lot of unnecessary manual labor though. Seventh thing. If you haven't set your accounts up yet, please promise me that you're going to set it up with your accountant. So even if you do your own bookkeeping, and I know I've got clients who do their own bookkeeping and do it well, that's unusual, but they do exist. But I promise you that you will, the actual structure of what you're doing is much, much better set up with an accountant. So if you pay an accountant, whatever, a hundred bucks an hour, 150, 200 bucks, wherever it is you're in the world, and you set up a really intelligently thought through chart of accounts, and you've linked Amazon or whatever it is to your accounting system, you will have a much better time of it. So that's really important. Number nine, number eight, sorry, where are we at? Get your bookkeeper to get your accountant up to accounts up to date historically. You can do this yourself. If you've got very simple accounts, you've got one bank account that you use for everything, that could work. But who's got one bank account these days? I've got one client who does that and he does his own books and they're clean and they work, I think. <laughs> Great. But most of us have got multiple accounts. You've got PayPal. That's awkward to deal with. You've got maybe Revolut in there. You've probably got some foreign currencies in there. If you're like me, you sold in the States and Germany and Britain. It, my suggestion is you're probably going to get a bookkeeper to do that. But either which way, make sure your accounts are up to date historically. And then here's the most important thing. Assuming you've got a bookkeeper or if you're doing your books yourself, same discipline, you need to get your books for the previous month up to date by the 15th of the next month. So for example, I'm talking on the 20th of February. By now, I would want my accounts for January from my bookkeeper or if I'm doing it myself so that I can sit down with them and have a meeting. And I think that's the other thing that is important to have a meeting once a month with your bookkeeper or once a quarter with your accountant or maybe even once every half year, but no less than that. This is not about your tax, the one-year account thing, or the the company's account, company's house, or whatever your jurisdiction demands, or VAT returns for that matter. Although, obviously, you've got to have a VAT specialist if you're dealing with that. I'm not going to touch that today. So that's another area. We're talking management accounts. But don't rely on the state, I mean, as in a country, the government, pushing you around to get your corporate tax return, or your personal tax return, or your VAT returns done. And that's all you do that's the only time you look at your books okay which is the same theme earlier you're responsible for your business you need to understand the finances of your business and then the next thing i think it's number 11 have your accountant and it probably will be your accountant but your bookkeeper could do this for you as well probably set up a profit and loss report in a way that clearly shows direct versus indirect costs which is to say you get a clear gross profit margin so in other words if i'm selling something online I'm going to have the cost of goods sold. Let's say I'm importing stuff from China and I'm selling on Amazon in the UK because that's where I live. For example, I've done that many times. You've got the cost of creating the goods, manufacturing. You've got the cost of freighting it and you've got the cost of import duties, etc. right? That's the cost of goods sold. Then I'm going to have direct costs. They go to Amazon to sell the goods. So sales commission. I'm going to have also the fulfillment costs. As far as I'm concerned, all of those are direct costs. And I want all of that taken off each sale so that I get a clean, accurate, gross profit. Some accountants will see it in a slightly different way if they're used to different industries and structure things in a way that you don't get a clear gross profit. That's not helpful. 
And again, that comes back to choosing an accountant or a bookkeeper that understands e-commerce and understands what you're trying to achieve. And for me, you're using it as a management tool. And we'll talk in the next episode how you're going to do that. But, you know, it's there to help you make decisions and and having a difference between your overheads, for example, maybe you're spending too much on software versus direct costs. So your your goods may just not be sellable profitably in some cases. I want to know that difference. I want to see it clearly on a profit and loss. Hope that makes sense. Final thing I just want to mention, I've, I've been talking about accountant and bookkeeper gaily the whole time. There is a difference. I would say an accountant is a person who has got a broader, richer understanding and a more highly qualified. A bookkeeper is somewhat qualified. It varies a bit. I'm not quite sure what the exact legal requirements are for a bookkeeper or to claim to be a bookkeeper. And that probably varies by jurisdiction anyway. But broadly, the bookkeeper is the person that does the day-to-day work and accountant does the big picture stuff. So a tax accountant does the taxes, obviously. But I would suggest that the same tax accountant sets up your chart of accounts and your overall structures because you need to have higher level conversations with them about what you're trying to achieve and to make sure that what you're doing is legal in your jurisdiction, etc. And then your bookkeeper is doing that mundane day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month file in between your bank accounts and making sure your your books are up to date, which is to say zero or QuickBooks, whatever you use, is accurate and reflects the reality of your business. So I think you need both. But here's the thing. Accountants are expensive and bookkeepers are somewhat more affordable. Let's put it that way. You may get an all-in-one service that does that. I can mention a couple in the show notes for which just go to 10kcollective.com to see the latest episodes. But I would suggest you're wise to use the same accountant for tax and corporation tax and or VAT and get them to set up your chart of accounts. But I would use a bookkeeper, maybe there from their company if they offer that or your own to do that day-to-day stuff just to keep the numbers affordable hope that makes sense so that's it i mean i would say beyond a certain level most people have this in place but in my experience you need to clean up the structure of the accounts and you need to dig people in the ribs to make sure they actually do the reconciling so you can look at it monthly and that's the final thing to say look at it monthly (laughs) then we're going to talk about how to use it because you understanding it is actually the most critical this is all the prelude to what really matters. What really matters is that you don't just have accurate clean books there, but that you use them. And that, my friends, is a lot rarer than having clean books. Having clean books is is alarming to me when it isn't there because you have to have it really to, to run a professional business. It's like driving without a speedometer in your car. I mean, you're going to get arrested because you're breaking the law or you're going to just do something really unwise based on the laws of physics, which are even more immutable than the laws of the land. But we're going to talk next about how to actually use them, which is uh, even more important. Hope this has been helpful. I know it's a bit dry, but guess what? Being a professional business owner, as opposed to having a a bit of a a sort of flaky, maybe, maybe not side hustle that might disappear and nothing against side hustles. But if you get into the point where you're wanting to transition to be able to rely on this to, you know, feed a family, pay for your mortgage or rent and, or even create a professional sellable asset then this is the work you've got to do. And if you do it in collaboration with the right people, it does feel like hard work. But guess what? Well, you get a wonderful feeling if you've got your feet on the ground and you understand your business, you get clarity and you can make big decisions, which I've been guiding a couple of clients through recently, one in the Shopify store, one in Amazon, and cut a lot of stuff, but know what you're doing. You're not guessing and hoping. You've got numbers. You understand the numbers. It gives you a pr- profound feeling of being in charge of your business, which is really, really important. So thanks very much for listening and uh, speak to you in the next show when we will talk about in the Protect Your Profit series, we will talk about how to actually 
understand your accounts and most importantly, take action on the back of them. Thanks for listening. If you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash 427. Thanks for listening to the 10K Collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found the show helpful to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a quick star rating. It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.